You're listening to the Laugh Factory Podcast Network. For more shows, visit the podcast page at laughfactory.com. It's the after laugh, after laugh. Welcome to the after laugh, after laugh, after laugh. <laughs> after laugh, man. <laughs> Go ahead, pull up a chair. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to. I know you. You want to talk about more, probably pressing and relevant things. But I do want to hear about how SNL came about because you don't know what I want to talk about. I've, that's a good point. I've I always heard. I've always I heard that SNL about. is like they find you, you don't find them. I had a manager, Barry Katz. Hey, boss, it's Barry. Barry you Katz. audition for Saturday Night Live, man. <laughs> and um, he was fucking great for me. And he owned a comedy club in the Village, and the comedy club. They had Saturday Night Live auditions at his club, the Boston Comedy Club in yeah. Greenwich Village. But <clears throat> it was in the summertime. I went on third, and the air conditioning was broken. So after me, everybody from SNL left. So there was like eight comics that never even got saw- seen. Wow. Or saw. <laughs> and um, it just, that was just the luck of the draw, right? So yeah. then my second audition was at stand up new york which is like real sterile and it's like upper west side yeah it's like broadway in 77th i think and i went to the gym i was wearing sweatpants and east Strasburg wrestling camp of champs t-shirt <laughs> and you know sneakers i went to the bar i got up the subway I went to the bar at uh the club and had like two amstel lights a third amstel light so he said you want to go smoke a bowl i'm like sure <clears throat> and they just went everyone's like got their comedy hair their comedy shirts, <laughs> their comedy jeans were like Jason Priestley, like tucked the cuff oh my on the God. bottom of your jeans. That yeah. was hit hot for a while with Reeboks. <laughs> and I'm like, these guys are all, all dressed alike. This is fucking weird. I'm wearing sweatpants and a t-shirt, whatever. And I went on stage and I just did like all those, like that was the like Joe Pesci and De Niro mm-hmm. as Batman and Robin and Raging Bull. And like now at 49, I look back, I'm like, that was pretty fucking ballsy. I didn't yeah. realize at the time. Holy but shit. You can perform stoned? Oh, yeah, I just hit it. Yeah, it just, yeah. I wasn't, like, stoned. Yeah. When I got off stage, I was pretty big. So you wanted that you weren't nervous. You were just like, fuck it. No, the odds of getting it are zero, beneath zero. Yeah. Like, my great-great-great-grandparents have to be born and not get killed by the elements. Yeah. Or Genghis Khan or Hitler or whatever. And then they meet each other, then they have to fuck. Yeah. Then the baby has to live through the elements. Yeah. Sounds like a norm bit. <laughs> then uh, they have to fuck. <laughs> and that baby they have, God willing, you know. That baby has to live through the elements. <laughs> That's earth, rain, fire, you know, fucking flood. I don't know what kills babies, you know. <laughs> then my grandparents, they have to meet, you know. That baby grows up to be like a grandfather, you know, but not at the time. He's just like a regular guy. And he has to meet my grandmother. They have to fuck, you know. And then that baby has to live and not get killed by the elements, you know. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, well, that's like Norm after hours. Yeah. Who, who, okay, so I want to I finish this. Game. Yeah. <laughs> Did you, uh, so. Oh, he, so uh, real quick, on my SNL audition, I thought Lauren, Marcy Klein, Ryan Shiraki, uh-huh. Sandler, and Rob Schneider were all on the back left-hand side of the room. Oh, so, shit. like, after every bit, I would just, like, stare in the back, like, like, just stare. Are they laughing? I just wanted, I, it was as important as killing was them to see that I wasn't afraid. Yeah. Like, I know this game. There's a weird game going on. I'm not playing it. Yeah. And then when I walked off stage, I walked past them on the back right-hand side of the room. <laughs> so, like, I was just staring at some fucking stockbroker from Patchog, Long <laughs> Island for, like, eight minutes straight. And after every bit, I'm just staring at this guy down like, Jesus, what did I do to this kid? 
And then when I went out on the sidewalk to go home, Marcy Klein came running out and she's like, where are you going? Like I met her once at the other audition. Yeah. But it's like, we're like roommates. She's like, where are you, where are you going? Where are you <laughs> going? I'm like, I'm, I'm going home. You can't. Lauren loved you. Like Lauren loved you. Just hang out, hang out. Cause he's going to leave eventually. I'm like, there's a big white limo outside. Pretty ghetto. Lauren Michaels being a white limo. Yeah. Like just take a cab, bro. Who cares? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, what are you a pimp from the seventies? You're not Patty Hearst. Yeah. <laughs> pimp from the seventies. You go to FSU. <laughs> What's your favorite flavor, grape? <laughs> so he he came out like almost immediately after. So again, like after my set, they left and like maybe weird. Yeah. And then he goes, uh, "I was really great, really really great." And he shook his hand. He, sh- I, sh- he uh, I shook his hand. And then I said, uh, "Well, it was really fun. So thanks for the opportunity." He goes, "No, no, no. You'll be hearing from us very soon." And so. The next night, I was opening for Anthony Clark at Catawba College in Catawba, North Carolina. And I'm cl- he's cleaning out the pool at a Motel 6. And he's like a long, tall, skinny, string bean body with like a southern accent. Like, I, I don't fucking believe it. Yeah. And he's cleaning all these bugs out of the pool with that long, like, skimmer. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to go take a nap. And he goes, all right, man. Okay, chief. I'll talk to you later. And I go up to my room. The phone rings. Like, in a Motel 6 in Catawba, North Carolina, one of your parents died. Yeah, of That's course. That's the only reason that fucking phone's ringing. It was my manager and my agent. They're like, you got it. You got set. It was the next day. Wow. And it just felt like a school bus rolled on top of me. It was like not pain, just like the, the magnitude yeah. of what was happening. And uh, so it wasn't like, Yahoo. And I'm just like stunned. And I went back down to the pool. And Anthony still like, the sun was behind me. So when he looked at me, he had to squint. He's still skimming the pool with like fucking flies, like getting it perfect, like OCD. Yeah. And he turns around and I go, I just got Saturday Night Live. He goes, well, there goes that nap. <laughs> that was the amount of celebrating. It was like perfect. Yeah. And that, But that night I got introduced as the next cast member. But I was never even a cast member. I was a featured performer. Yeah. And you did, so you did it for two years? Yeah. Um, I didn't really do a lot. No? I just we, flailed we, about. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you talked about it in your book, but it was just, it's just a super high pressure, like, is it? Is I there a fraternity it or is it? Oh, no, it's it's pretty open and loving because yeah. it's everybody's struggling. Like if somebody needs an idea and you walk in and give them a good idea, they're not going to be like whatever nerd. Yeah. Like, and then if you just say like one sentence, I learned like in the room when somebody's been writing a sketch for three days, like your initials are on the script, like you wrote it. Yeah. So it'd be like you know Rob Schneider script with Dave Mandel and Lou Morton and Steve Luckner and Al Franken, and then I'll come in and go, why don't you do like that line from Pulp Fiction, but it was a sketch we actually did. But have it be Welcome Back, Cotter, if it was Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Because John Travolta was the host. And they're yeah. like, eh. But I had like something, not even that sentence. It was like something so small. And then read through, I'm like, JM. Like, who the fuck is JM? <laughs> it was me. Like, they put my initials on it. Oh, wow. I'm like, oh, yeah, I co wrote that sketch. It's cool. Yeah. It's like being a songwriter and all your, like, Hall and Oates' Private Eyes. And you wrote, like, the two hands clapping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Private Eyes. <laughs> yeah, I co wrote that song. <laughs> Like you're the guy that thought of like the hand clap. Yeah, yeah. It's about as much as you contributed to the sketch. <laughs> and and when, when SNL ended, was that what was that like for you? Was that a happy goodbye or were you? Lo- no, was it-, it was heartbreaking because it's like on. I think my option was had to be exercised on say like July first. So on July first, I'm like, here we go. Yeah. All day, and I wanted oh, to go back bad because the first year you're like, waiting I, for that phone call. First year was like first year of Little League. Yeah. You have like one hit the whole season. You're like. Fuck! <laughs> I swear to God, if I go back, I'm gonna swing this fucking thing. And they, at July 1st, they wanted to know if they could have a two-week extension. So then July 14th, they want another two-week extension. We said yes. So then July or whatever the fucking date was, I can't count like that. 
they asked for another two-week extension, and I was like, hmm, yes. And my agent called me back, and she goes, in my experience, when somebody needs six weeks to decide whether or not they want to work with you, yeah. it's not a good sign. And I go, well, then call them back and say, no, we can force their hand. Yeah. And it was like, they, there wasn't a call back from them. Yeah. So that was like me pushing my hand. But then I was lucky. I got right on the Jeff Foxworthy show, like right on. Yeah, a huge show. And from the Jeff Foxworthy show, I was I only did like six, maybe eight episodes. But so in that time, I was in my trailer there when I got the call from Cameron Crowe. Then I got Jerry Maguire. How, now, how did that come out? Just an audition? Just a normal like actor on the road putting in a tape? Or um, I had an audition for it. I had I've had really good like way back when like I had the coolest fuck like American Psycho I auditioned for. I got callbacks like. When I look back, I auditioned for everything. Like, I got close. It was yeah. like that poet society. Like, real weird shit. Yeah. Young. Like, fucking no credits. Nothing. Just got in the room all the time. So, I auditioned to be the uh, quarterback for Jerry Maguire just at an audition at Sony. And I just blew the southern accent for some reason. I was all over the ice. and why, But I still got a call back. And when they called me back... It was with Cameron Crowe and Jim Brooks and everybody. And I'm like, wow. oh, shit. And I blew it again. <laughs> what do you mean you blew it again? You just couldn't I just the couldn't land the accent. Like, my mom's from fucking Odessa, Texas. My grandmother's from Texas. Anthony Clark, I was hanging out with all the time. He's from Virginia. He's like from I, Virginia, yeah. I knew a lot of, like, southern sounds. Like, yeah. to just mimic. Just couldn't pull it off. And then, so what happened was, after the quarterback got butchered again, they said, what if Jim Brooks goes, somebody said, what about the nanny? And Cameron and somebody else were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they were just thinking that. So they let me go out to the hallway and, like, read the sides for the nanny because it wasn't that long. It was only, like, three pages. Yeah. And there was a speech where he, uh, and I, I, like, just fucking killed it. It was nuts. Yeah. And then they asked me to, they were going to get more producers and more showrunners, uh, showrunners, more producers, more Sony execs because they wanted to cast it quickly. And so I'm in the room. It's, like, Jim Brooks, Richard Sakai, Cameron Crowe. His assistant, the casting director, Gail Evan, and like all the hitters were in there. And then I finished doing the nanny speech. There was a speech about a cassette in Jerry Maguire. You think the nanny, the male nanny, the nanny's going to give him like a condom? Hold on, you're going to need this maybe. And he takes out a cassette of like Miles Davis and John Coltrane on stage together. I had that cassette. Wow. So I just memorized that like that. Like Miles Davis, John Coltrane, two masters of their time and improvisation and structure, jamming together live on stage and Oz of something, something. Cannonball Adderley and John Coltrane weaving their saxophones perfectly. Bill Evans on a piano where he barely plays. But, 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 but I just knew it instantly. Yeah. Because I knew it. And so that went really well. And then when that was over, like nobody looked up. They were all looking at the floor. It was really uncomfortable. Huh. Like nobody said good job. Nobody looked at me. And I thought like, did I say nigger? Like, <laughs> like holy shit. Like, I really was like, like, whoa. Yeah. And then Jim Brooks, you know, one of the fucking creators of, or executive producers of The uh, Simpsons, all, I mean, all the way to, like, uh, you know, the movies and all that shit. Yeah. In terms of endearment. And he just goes, what about sugar? And the whole room was like, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, it is on. And you I knew read, the part of sugar. This I part. read that script backwards and forward. I yeah. would have been a fucking extra in it. And they're like, can you go learn those sides? And it was like one of those moments in life where you just say the perfect thing for no reason. I go, this guy deserves to be played completely. Can I have more time? And it was like a Thursday. And they're like, yeah, when do you come back like next Wednesday? 
I was like, okay. So I had all that time to just memorize sugar. I remember if you said any line in that dialogue, I could have told you the line before it, after it. I could have told you what you were doing. Yeah. I did it in different accents. I did it in all the impressions. I did them out of order. I had friends. I did it backwards. Like, I just knew it. Yeah. And so then I went back for sugar, and I killed it. Then they had me do it again with all the usual people, the more Sony people, I did it again. And then they had me screen test with Tom on a Saturday. I walk into Jim Brooks's office, and Tom Cruise is on a couch eating his lunch. And I'm like, well, there's strike one. <laughs> like, I'm the guy that auditions, but he's having his fucking lunch. He's a pretty busy guy. <laughs> yeah. And so me and him did it together. He was off book. He knew the whole script by heart. I didn't have sides. I never carry sides into an audition ever. Yeah. Like, fucking, if you don't know the lines, why should they hire you? I agree with that. A lot of people say, always hang your sides. But fuck that. That's yeah. idiotic. You're not yeah. going to be able to hold these when you're filming this. Just go in like you're filming it. They are filming it. Yeah. So just fucking do it. Just mind fuck yourself into filming at the scene that day. So whatever. Yeah. So I went, I came back on a Wednesday. Oh, I do it, I did it, do it with Tom Cruise. We we start. I mean, at that point, Tom Cruise was the biggest. I mean, even now, but definitely then he was the biggest star in the world. The were you starstruck, or yeah, were you like no one was bigger than him? Like it no. was crazy. Yeah. But when you meet him, it makes sense. Like if that guy pumped gas in Minot, North Dakota, they'd find him. He'd be Tom Cruise. Yeah. Like Brooke Shields would have been Brooke Shields. Yeah. Like they'll find your ass. You know. <laughs> yeah. Like McConaughey. Yeah. They just found his ass in a bar. Like you're a star. You don't know it yet. Yeah. So. I wasn't starstruck because when you audition, you're auditioning, the person reading the other lines is the casting director yeah. or an assistant, then the casting director the next time. Then the third time is the casting director, but she's doing a better job because in front of her bosses, maybe, I don't know, or less people she has to read with on the, at a time. So by the time you get to Tom Cruise, the eighth time, you're like, fuck yeah. Like, let's, like if you go to a tennis club, you're going to want to play with the pro. Yeah. If you're at a golf club and the pro goes, can I be in your foursome? You're like, Yeah. You yeah. have to learn from the master. That's more like how I felt. And I knew it was going to be better because it was going to be better. That's his job. Yeah. And he tried to kill me with it. Like, he tried to fucking kill me. Like, the pauses in that were amazing. <laughs> what do you mean he tried to kill you? He tried and to, like, throw I, you like, up. He came here to fire and he's like, what's that? And then when it sinks in, like, in a movie, like, how long it takes, like, Tom Cruise to realize, like, you motherfucker. Like, that's how long it took. Yeah. He wasn't just reading his lines to see if I could read my lines. Like, he was acting with me in it. Like, yeah. Like, like as good as the movie. Yeah. And it was like, either you step up or fucking just walk out. Yeah. So I just had to kill him back. And there was a, there was a point where I had two lines in a row. Like, I came here to fire you. And there's a really long pause. And I go, it's real. You should say something. Yeah. And I remember that pause was so long in my audition. But I saw in Tom Cruise's eyes. It's so weird to call him Tom Cruise. <laughs> I, saw in Tom, I saw in Tom's eyes. Fuck it. He knew... That I hadn't lost my place. Yeah. But the room thought I lost that my place. That you went place. up, yeah. So I had to gauge bef right before they actually said my line out loud to me. And that was, and he saw what I was doing. He's fucking locked in like Dale Carnegie shit, man. Yeah. That Scientology like work paying off, like straight up. Yeah. My man was a fucking xenon, bro. <laughs> and um, he knew I wasn't going to break. And that bought me some time because we were kind of smiling at each other. Yeah. And then when I said, it's really, you should say something, I just felt like the walls went back out yeah and i knew i had it yeah i had long hair i didn't own a suit and they had an offer out to owen wilson so that's because he did bottle rocket with jim brooks oh yeah it was so they actually had to like rescind his offer he's not a drug addict wow nothing was wrong with him it wasn't insurance problems because he was like convicted of something one day 
we just found another guy after we gave you your deal. Yeah. You have your contract. We're taking it back. Weird. Wow. And I didn't know any of that till like I was out. Now, was the type of thing like once you booked the role, your life started exploding, or was it till the movie came out? It's uh, DVDs came out when the movie came oh. out. I woke up in New York in my apartment. I took the subway like to Times Square, and I was maybe six steps out of the subway where I'm like, "What the fuck's wrong with everybody?" The movie premiered last night. <laughs> like I thought Times Square just was at the same theater, and they're like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, yeah. Like less than one percent of the population sees a fucking movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Half of them are like in LA and New York and Chicago, whatever. They're all spread out. And then when DVDs came out, I had just given up like trying to be recognized. And I came out of the subway, like before I came out of the subway, just walking in, it was like, oh shit. Yeah. That's my man. What's up, dude? <laughs> that's Guy Smiley, that Bob Sugar motherfucker, man. <laughs> guy Smiley. Guy Smiley, that's what right. I called him that. <laughs> oh, that's my man, Guy Smiley, that Bob Sugar looking motherfucker, man. <laughs> guy Smiley was the uh, game show host on this. On Sesame Street. Oh my God, that's so funny. I remember so, that. yeah, when the DVDs came out, I knew like, people like started recognizing me from it. Yeah. And did you, um, because then, then after that, you, you did some big, you were. Picture Perfect was next. Yeah, Picture Wire hadn't come out yet. So I screen tested oh. for that. And it was like her boyfriend, Tate Donovan, John Stewart, Billy Baldwin. It's like the hottest fucking guy on earth. Jesus Christ. Billy Baldwin, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Paul Rudd, like all these guys auditioned. We're screen testing. It was six of us, like the same day. I remember thinking, like, I don't have a fucking prayer. I'm going to be blonde. <laughs> like, I don't have a prayer. These guys are, like, older and have, like, gravitas. Like, Billy Baldwin's the hottest guy in the world. John Corbett was one of them, too. Yeah. And I, I remember it was the night Doc Gooden threw a no-hitter against the Mariners. I was at Yankee Stadium. I went after my audition. It was a Tuesday. And um, the director called me, Glenn Gordon Karen. He created Moonlight. He told me I got the part. But there was nothing to negotiate with because Jerry Maguire hadn't come out yet. Yeah. So I was like, look, this is our offer. Same as Jerry Maguire. Like, there's nothing to negotiate with. It's like, we'll give you some lunch. You want lunch? You like lunch? <laughs> Are you a lunch guy? We'll give you lunch. It's like, I'll do it. Yeah. It was, it was cool. Was that the one with Jennifer Aniston? Mm-hmm. After the, one of the shows in Pittsburgh. I'm the only guy that did a movie with her that made money. Oh, really? And at the time, it was like, Jesus, it barely made its money back. And then it made more money and like it's got yeah. some legs. Um, like some guy was like, comes. I'm waiting for, I'm waiting for Jay Moore. I want to ask him what it was like to kiss Jennifer Aniston when the, when the Yinzer is in Pittsburgh. That was not a Yinzer accent, but some, some dude, some dude was waiting for you. Cause you want to know what it was like to kiss Jennifer I Aniston. Said, Bro, I was the fucking craziest man. <laughs> Bro, like, what do you say to that? Like it was good or bad. Thumbs up, thumbs down. One to 10. Yeah. Yeah. Like what's his wheelhouse? So, uh, so th- were you, Bro. <laughs> At this point, so this is, I mean, look, by any metric at this point, you fucking made it, right? I was, yes. Right? You're correct. However, I do like want to remember, like, yeah. time somebody asked me, what was it like to kiss Jennifer Love Hewitt? Bro, I was fucking crazy, dude. <laughs> every time they go, like, what? Just just keep it that vague. There's You're a fine. fire alarm going off because we have an arsonist this next door. Busy. Can you help? Huh? No, I just forgot to open the door while making it real busy. This chick. Quote, unquote, real at me a fucking Mars who has yeah I see your traffic hey just rip off the the fire okay um for this commercial work oh there we go you got nice muscles yeah you have nice muscles I got like yeah how'd you get your muscles really that's it good for you both hands (laughs) <laughs> what are the, what's the other language? 
<laughs> that was a good one. Portuguese is crazy. <laughs> it's like almost like Spanish, but not at all. Yeah. What's pants in Portuguese? What is it? No, it's not. What did you just say? Pantalones. For Portuguese? At least it's something else. And Italian, too. Pantalones, pantalones. Um, Bert used to have a joke about that. Because I just found out Chinese people don't understand Japanese people at all. <laughs> because that blew my mind. I thought it was like Spanish and Italian. Pantalones, pantalones. <laughs> Fucking hilarious. Um, so back to kissing Jennifer Love Hewitt. No. Um, oh, it was crazy, bro. <laughs> Oh, it's so different when you kiss a celebrity. Was it like kissing Scott Wolf, bro? <laughs> Bone it up, bro. So at this point, are you are you, and that because I know you've talked about your your issues with like alcohol and stuff like that. Were you just you must? I mean, you're a young, good looking guy, in huge fucking movies. Were you just like fucking the world and snorting the world? I mean, what was what was going on? Were I you never like really snorted guy? anything until I was like forty seven. <laughs> I've never seen coke in my life. Really? Never seen it. Yeah. So you're never part of that like weird. No, I just love beer. Scene. Yeah. I would just sit at home and play fucking Madden. I would just play like Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> or Madden. And then when I drank enough beer, I'd think scotch was a good idea. Yeah. And then I got introduced to Vicodin after I was sober. I was in AA like two years, but I wasn't really going to meetings. And I went out, I'm like, I was drinking two bottles of NyQuil a day. Jesus. And I was taking two Vicodin a day. But the two Vicodin was enough to like really change my personality. How I would so? take a half, take a half, take a half, take a half, like four halves in a day. Usually about a one and a half. It wasn't like scooping handfuls of Vicodin, but it changed my personality. It made me a dick. Oh, really? I gave my personal life. Yeah, yeah. Professionally, probably, too. Yeah. And uh, after after Picture Perfect and Jerry Maguire comes out. I was out. enjoying life, yeah. Yeah. To answer your question. But I got married, so I was dealing with, like, the erosion of the first marriage. So it wasn't like, yeah. it wasn't until action where I was like, oh, wow, this is showbiz. <laughs> This is just partying and fucking and laughing. <laughs> yeah. By the crazy. way, action, which people probably haven't seen, maybe that was, I don't know if it was a seminal series, but I remember that came out. That was a big deal. That was, was an awesome of, it's, show. It's one of the actual best shows of all time. I really think it is. It's I only feel eight like episodes it, aired. I I, I, I I don't know why it's not recognized more. It as, is. As, that's all people really say about it. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. But yeah. If that many people saw it when it was on, of course, it'd still be going, be chugging along. So it still sells DVDs like and a all black that shit. Sitcom. Yeah, yeah. Would, would, do they have it on, like, streaming shit? Can people see it? No. Action, I look it up on YouTube. I don't know if it streams at all. But yeah. DVDs you can get on Amazon. There's a lot of yeah. those floating around. So marriage, man, why'd you, get, why'd you get married, Jay? You were fucking living, living the life. What made I you go? I got married before SNL. Oh, wow. I met this girl. I really dug her. And then, like, three nights later, I was, like, moving to New York. Wow. Like, bang, bang. Yeah. And then I would come back to L.A. And I wasn't really like a good partner at all. Then I wound up marrying her. And I just acted the same way. I was like never present. I was just scumbag. Yeah. And that didn't go well. I have a 16-year-old son with that marriage. So that's it was so it was wonderful because I got that prize. Yeah. That sweetie. And then my second wife, I fell in. I wasn't in love with my first wife. But my second wife, like I fell in love. And then uh, that shit just started to run. What, what year was that? Oh, I don't know. I'm not, the only old people are good at that. Was that before or after Last Comic Standing? After. After, okay. Yeah. And um, So I left one with zero, and then I left the other one with less than zero. <laughs> and right now I'm just right about like almost a thousandaire. Do you think you'll ever... And I'm not kidding. <laughs> Do you think you'll ever get married again? Sure. Well, I don't know. Maybe. 
Yeah, I mean, it's, some people. Are I wouldn't like, not get married because I got divorced twice. Yeah, I would just get another prenup and not have another kid. Or if I did have another kid, then it'd be worth the money because you're paying for a kid. Yeah, and you have how many kids now? I have two boys. Two boys, 16 yeah. Sixteen and eight. Yeah. Jackson and Meredith. That's really cool. So what? Uh, what's uh, um, what's next for you, man? Like, what 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 is? Do you have? Do you think about like a five year plan, a ten year plan? You have to. Do you have a? Do you, you have, have a, to a pie in the sky thing? I have a what's next plan. I'd buy a house. Yeah. That's like what's next. Well, one of the things I, I like five year plan, like yeah, you could be, you could do, you could do like what Christian Bale does and shit. You could tra- do. You ever think about like I want to be a serious, independent film method actor type of guy? Is that something that interests you? Or well, yeah, well, how am I going to pay twenty two thousand a month in child support? Probably not with independent I'm like Parker film. Parker Posey now. <laughs> when I okay, when I when I was offered action, I turned it down twice. Wow. And I had a meeting at Joel Silver's office so he can convince me to take it. I'm like, I'm not taking it. I don't want to do TV. And Joel Silver goes, I don't know why you won't take this part. It's so great. You're a leading man. It's a ton of money. Well, I don't get it. I go, look, man, it's fucking great. And if I was going to do TV, I would do TV, but I'm doing these movies. I just wrapped Go. Oh, which is great, too. Thank you. I just did Suicide Kings, this great movie, Pauly. I'm doing all these independent movies. And Joel Silver goes, who are you, Parker fucking Posey? (laughs) And I said, I'll take the part. (laughs) I swear to God, that's how it went down. Yeah, yeah. Because I was like, Parker Posey being a best case scenario of that world. Yeah. And that's not that's not the pie wedge I had mapped out for myself like in a couple of years. Yeah. So I don't want to be like an independent film star. Yeah, that makes sense. But now you, like sure. Yeah. Who cares? Let's just have fun. Let's play make believe. Yeah. But so what what is what is the plan that you have? I just want to hear what well, I got to buy a house cuz I'm renting two different apartments. Oh, so you got like real life plans. We have to like it's all yeah. the same. You can't be, you can't wear a different hat at home than the hat you wear at work. Yeah, like we're not we're not driving fucking trains. Yeah, we're not zookeepers. You know, it's <laughs> like we're fucking comics. Like that's if you're on stage, that should be who you are at home. That's who you are. Yeah, you can't do like some fucking bit. Crowds are too smart. Yeah. So yeah, real life stuff like a house is the next thing for my son to just like we own this. Like no, one, we don't have to keep moving around. This is where we live now. Yeah. Um. I'm just now writing, like for the first time ever, like writing my own stuff. We just filmed like a, a reality show called, um, uh, sorry, What's Your Problem? It's like a life coach reality show where I go out, people email the show, like yeah. real problems. And uh, I go to their like homes and I try to straighten them out and talk which, some sense and straighten them out. Which is awesome because that doesn't exist right now. That's like a Well, there's a show called Iyanla Fix My Life on OWN, okay. Oprah's Network, and it's amazing. Never heard of it, yeah. But I couldn't be that confrontational like with people. I just go real slow, and I'm just a sonic reducer. I just simplify, simplify, simplify. I just keep taking out words until they get to that one, like, crystalline message. That's the real reason they need help. Yeah. So that, like, that's real short term. My poetry book's done, finally. That's, I got to just fucking cherry pick. Now I'm just choosing which. It should be about 44 poems, and I just got to make sure they're perfect. Yeah. I just... I just shot my special at the uh, Melrose Improv, so I want another special right away. Yeah. And um, I want to write, a, like, a life coaching book, but, like, about wrestling. Yeah. So, like, you know, how to live your best life by, I don't know, thinking like a wrestler or something. Get your gazelle. So, I like that, yeah. Yeah, so I've written a couple chapters, but who cares? <laughs> and, um, you know, 
movies. I like to do more movies and just really writing my own and producing my own content. It's like the five, the one, the five, the six, the nine, the ten, the twenty-year plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's no there's no touchdown dance. Yeah, of course just not. Keep partying, man. Like I just met you like two weekends ago. I know it's crazy. And like I feel like I'm at the best party. I am at the best party in town. Like there's no club right now having a better time than us. Yeah. That's comedy. Like two guys just hanging out with a fine fucking female. <laughs> Shit. Shit. Trying to smoke good like you, girl. Mm-hmm. Well, Jay, man, just dude, we could, we can, we you know, we've been, you've been here for a long. Thank you for coming. We, if you, anything else you want to talk about or anything that you know, it's three a.m. in Hollywood. And I have no voice. <laughs> I just came from a meeting and a no. meeting. I was out no, surfing all day, paddleboarding. You were surfing? Shit. No, I was paddling. It was too, too much wind to surf. Yeah. And I got out on the ocean too late for the. I was going to paddle to the uh, Malibu Pier. Uh huh. It's three and a half miles from my apartment, and it's, eh, it's about an hour there, hour back, seven miles, and it was just too choppy. I got as far as like. David Geffen's house and I'm like what the fuck <laughs> and they got like real spooked like by sharks I didn't see any <laughs> sharks I just kept imagining a great white like what would it really be like yeah like my mind was wandering <laughs> and at the same time I'm meditating be here now be here now but like I have like three different fucking thought trains going <laughs> and a spark thing like fucking spooked me so when I sat down on the board to take a rest I made sure my feet were like up on top of it <laughs> I don't want my feet dangling in the water it was a weird day <laughs> and the tide was changing because it's like new moon so it was like super high and then super low, then super high again. So it's coming in out quick. Yeah. <clears throat> so the swells get like enormous. You get like an actual 10-foot wave in this part of Malibu. Jesus. And um, I just to make sure I came in on the paddleboard when one of us wasn't going down. Yeah. So yeah. a little elter-skelter today. <laughs> yeah. Shit, man. Dude, Jay. I had I, a date. Come you over had a date? House. I took half of Viagra and didn't have sex. <laughs> so now I got blue balls and fucking cotton mouth and flushing. So you had a date. You just showed up at your house. Yeah, from stuff from knows. from Raya, from the the Tinder, from the no, it was, uh, she was a hairdresser in a movie I did. Yeah, she's beautiful, man. Yeah, was it a good date? Spanked her bottom a lot. Did you? Well, she's a good girl. <laughs> Most bad girls' kids are bad. I'm gonna waste these daddy hands on a bad girl's bottom. Oh my god, when you do your daddy joke in Pittsburgh, so I was dying in the back. And hey, man, you're the best, dude. Go see Billy Dawes do comedies. He's a monster. He really. I loved it. Like, I was so happy how funny you were. Oh, thanks, man. There's another guy on the show that was really funny, but there's just a difference. Like, there's only one gorilla, man. There's only one wolf. And I'm the wolf, so you were just up there banging around <laughs> like a fucking gorilla. <laughs> like, you were just killing it. And, like, offstage, you were just a ton of fun. He showed up at my uh, hotel on Sunday to the Pirates game. He walks in from his fucking car. He's holding a bottle of water, and it's dripping out of the, like, open container. And he's fixing... His pants are unzipped. You can see his boxers. His pants are unzipped and unbuttoned, and he's trying to figure out his belt <laughs> as he's walking into a hotel. And I told him three different times, like, buddy, you gotta, like, pull your pants up. You're in the lobby of a hotel, and you're like, man, I might be a little hot right now. <laughs> and I remember, like, leaving for the baseball game. I'm like, zip your fucking, zip your fucking pants, Billy. Be a good man. And then we had fun at the game, and I was complaining because our free tickets were too high. By the way, the game ended up being 11 to 10. Who wants to the see Pirates it? Yeah, but won. the teams were dog shit. <laughs> Those were two fucking bullshit cuckold teams having their wife fucking talk. I don't mind anybody fucking my old lady. I think it's hot. But don't, but don't talk shit to me, you fucker. We'll go rounds. Hood rounds. Hey, I like those hood rounds, you know. You know those guys down in the hood, you know. They do, uh, they fight, you know, they call it hood rounds. You know why they call them hood rounds? 
No, why? Eh, probably because they're black, you know? <laughs> black That's guys. Norm MacDonald for people who don't that know That was my Norm Seinfeld, it. so I've got to go <laughs> practice. Hey, you know uh, the difference between Seinfeld and uh, Paul Reiser? Uh-uh. Who are these people? Who are these people? Oh, wow. You never heard that? No. That's like an old joke. That's uh-huh. not mine. Oh, really? Okay. I like to set the target a little higher. <laughs> Thanks well, for having me, buddy. Yeah, man. You're the best, Jay. Thanks for coming. Peace. It's the after laugh, after laugh. Welcome to the after laugh, after laugh, after laugh. <laughs> after laugh, man. <laughs> Go ahead, pull up a chair. <laughs>